hello and welcome to Codec Call, uh, Z Targeting's weekly gaming podcast. Uh, I'm Luke, and today I'm joined by Dakota. What's going on? Are we like just reverting back to Codec Call for now? Uh, hey, during that week off, I'm going to figure out how to uh, change all the names. I mean, I don't think it'll take that long, but yeah. Okay, so right now, this very moment, we're Codec Call. Yeah. Next week, who, who the fuck knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? How many things do I have to change? Okay, it's iTunes, SoundCloud. YouTube. YouTube. That's well, really, we don't really have to change YouTube. Like, we're changing the name of the episode, not the name of the channel. Yeah. So really, we – yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. Okay, we got. I got to look into the RSS feed. Anyway, uh, Dakota, what have you been playing? <clears throat> so I finished God of War. Um, I want to say that that's probably like top five favorite games of all time for me. Wow. Yeah, it's super serious. It's really bad because like the previous episode, you and I discussed after the episode like where I was exactly in the the game. So. This isn't a spoiler, but I literally, like, where I stopped the game, I picked it up to play it, like, right after we got done on the podcast, and um, I started playing the game again, and I literally had a staircase to go up, and then I finished the game. (laughs) I just (laughs) need to walk up this damn staircase, and I would have been done, so, yeah. (laughs) But um, I really like the way it ended, I should say, um, which... Yeah, we can touch on that later. I'm trying not to reveal anything, but also give a good, accurate example of the the game. I think that that should be... I really love the side missions in that game. That should be the new standard on how side missions are handled. It's so good. They felt, like, so meaningful and just not, like, a boring fetch quest. And you... I mean, because none of them were really many like fetch quests like i mean there were there were a couple but it i don't know like during that time i guess it's because you have um what's his face the head that i can't think of the name right now mimir yeah he's telling you stories like they're they're doing there's a conversation going on in the boat while you're going to these side quests or areas or whatever and uh, you learn so much more about the story and how it all works and it's so nice. I like that. It just doesn't feel like a waste. In other games, i.e. Skyrim, you're like, what the hell am I doing this shit for? And yeah. in this game, it's it's such a breath of fresh air. God, it's such a good game. And, and not even just you got the, the stories in the boat, but like the, the quests themselves also mm-hmm. flesh out, you know, the world. Yeah. So it yeah. all feels meaningful and mm-hmm. like you want to you want to learn it. Right. I mean, the only thing that I'm having an issue with is I don't care much about the end game. I know that everybody has been raving over the end game, but I don't know if it's because I have other games I'm wanting to get to that I don't care about these. Like, I finished the game, I'm done with it, you know, moving on. Or if I really just don't like it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's because I have another game or if it's because I'm just. I'm done now that I finished it and I don't care to play anymore. So, I mean, I felt the same way. I think I was just exhausted of it. You yeah. Know, I, I may come back to it, you know, later on once, you know, I played some other stuff, but, right. you know, I powered through it and then to do the end game and like, you know, 
fight these more powerful enemies that show up and stuff like I'm, I, I was just ready to play something else mm-hmm. but that's something I'd be interested <laughs> to get back to and I still, right. you know really like the game I mean I I, I will say that like the the battle system the I'm not battle system the um, fighting mechanics and stuff a lot of people were saying like how in depth they were I I don't think I really ever got a good handle on it like maybe it's just because I'm bad maybe I don't know probably that's probably the most accurate reason but I don't know I didn't I felt like the stand the base level of everything was good enough for me you know like I didn't really. I really did. I didn't really see much of a need to like want to increase like the new capabilities and stuff. I really didn't. I didn't care. It wasn't – that was like one of the low spots for me was the battle mechanics. I mean god dang it, the fighting mechanics. Dude, you were missing out on so much. Like once you unlock like everything on a weapon, like there's so many possibilities for how you could tackle a fight. Like, I mean I I'm not – I guess I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just that I went with more of a defense heavy character. So like I didn't use much magic, like much magic, like the runes didn't really use those very much. I mean, I do. They're so essential to the fights. How long did the fight? The fights must have taken you forever. Sometimes not really. I didn't think anything was bad. I, I didn't think so. I don't the know. The runes are so key because like they recharge. So there's no like. You just got to wait for them to come back, and they're you know powerful attacks. You know they're very I mean, key to the, to the strategy. I, I just I would get the stun up, and then that was it. I just R three, stun R three, stun R three. I back one into a corner and just watch the little thingy on my back to make sure they didn't come up behind me, and then kill that one, move on to the next. Kill that one, move on to the next. Kill that one, move on to the next. Well. I mean, like I said, it's. I feel like the main reason is because I went defensive heavy, so like it didn't matter if I got hit a couple of times, you know. Right. So I mean, that could have been a thing, but I also think that another thing that hindered it was, you, I was telling you how I was more adapted to the other con, like a Bloodborne control style after playing Bloodborne. God dang it! I mentioned it on the podcast. Ah. <laughs> uh, but whatever. So um, I was more adapted to that um, control scheme. So I changed it like a good three-fourths through the game. So I feel like I was so used to one, the Bloodborne style, switched it, switched the way I was like used to the controls for God of War, played as the God of War style, and then for a long time was like just getting the, the handle of how things were working – and then switch back to the Bloodborne style to where, like, I saw no need. Like, I would have had to relearn all the runes again. You know what I mean? If that yeah, makes I sense. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to I, – I just didn't – I wasn't really interested in that. The kid helped out a lot. I powered him up way before I powered myself up. He – him being more powerful helped me out. Um, I like that. Yeah, he's very key to combat. Yeah, that I I enjoyed that a lot. I mean, what room did you use for him? I'm curious. Or did you like switch constantly? I primarily focused on having him with like health stuff, so like he would find the health gems. Um, so the squirrel? I guess. The I remember. The squirrel was the one like you held down X and he shot and all the squirrels came. I mean, a squirrel came oh, out. Oh, you mean the summon? 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Not the rune, the summon. I, uh, I think I just stuck with the wolf. Yeah, me too. I did too. I powered that thing all the way up as soon as I got the chance. And oh my god. The Reavers, it helped out so much with those. God, I hate those things. Those are my least favorite enemies. Just saying. Yeah. They're bad. But yeah. Anyways, though. Okay, so let's move on to the next thing I played. I played Cuphead. Nice. Yeah. My how, wife and... What? How how far did you get? We, uh, so I have two of them, two games going on with it. One where it's me and my wife and one with just by myself. I'm farther in the one by myself than I am with me and my wife, and I only played the one with my wife and I, I should say. So, like, we only we only beat one boss. Not to mention being, being um, uh, like, not playing it in so long. Oh, my God, that was hard to go back to. <laughs> But um, I think we're now on the second island, so we're not very far into the game. But we're now on the second island, so yeah, that's part of me. Kind of wants to try to 100% that game, but I know that that won't happen. It's a tough game. It's a very tough game. Yeah, I know, but I feel like after that game that I mentioned earlier, I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, played played Cuphead. Um, then. The new game I'm playing is uh, now that I'm done with God of War, I picked up um, not picked it up because I had it, but I popped in Gran Turismo, got my my TV calibrated. I didn't get that warning message like, "Hey, we're a lot better than what your TV is allowing right now." Got that thing fixed, um, I think. So. I think there was something in the the PlayStation settings because on the previous game on my previous TV I didn't have the um, HDR so I think I turned off HDR on my Pro so it couldn't do it just didn't put out HDR so I switched some of that stuff around um, it looks god dang it looks good god dang it looks good that's what I'm saying Dude, the cars the cars are so nice but yeah I've been playing um, Gran Turismo a lot. I like Gran Turismo is like the the sports game, you know, where like you just want to jump in, play a couple races, and jump out. You're done. <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I agree. It's like I, comfort food. Right, right. I don't. I'm not a fan of like them trying to make it all like social media ish. You know what I mean? Like you can post now onto Gran Turismo online or whatever it's called. Like, I don't care about that. I want to play. I, I want to race. I want to win that race. I want to move on to the next race. I want to buy a car to go in another Grand Prix or whatever. Like, I want to maybe jump on and play a couple of people online. You know, I that's what I want. And, I mean, it's nice that you don't have to deal with the social media aspect of the game. You can just race how you want to race. And I like that, but it's getting a little bit too let's let's stay hip with the times that worries me i think they kind of try to make this game like more of a like a platform you know yeah more of an ongoing thing and not as much of an immediate immediate game with a lot of stuff in it until they add like the single player mode <laughs> right i mean yeah maybe but um yeah i've been playing that and uh i think that's pretty much it yeah I'm going to say that's it. That's all I can think of right now. Solid, very solid. I know. I think it's diverse. 
you know? Yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've been playing a few things as well. Um, I played this game called Butterfly Soup. So it was on Polygon's, like, best 50 games of 2017. And it's a free... Well, you can you can pay what you want. And I got it for free, and I, maybe I should get, throw a few bucks their way. Um, but it's like an independent um, visual novel. So it, you know... What um, do you play this on? It's it's PC only. Yeah, but like Steam, where? So it's, you know what itch.io is? Yeah. It's just on there, like it's okay. its own thing. Um, so disclosure, full disclosure, like it's a visual novel, like you just have a lot of text and make a few choices, and like that's you know about all the gameplay. So it is, it's a straight up visual novel, but um, the story is really great. It's really well written. Um. I don't want to like reveal too much. I mean, it's not like a crazy, you know, spoilery story, but you just, you just, you know, want to experience it for yourself. Um, so it's about four, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird Four Asian teenagers in high school. And like a few <laughs> of them discover that they're like lesbians or bisexual, but it's a really, what are you playing? <laughs> it's a really heartwarming story. Like it, 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 it's, it sounds, you know, odd, but it's a, it's a very heartwarming story. Sounds just like um, uh, Gone Home. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like that. And what's this called? Butterfly Soup. Butterfly Soup. I'm looking Which for it. It's a weird name, but you find out why it's called that in the game. That's it's something I don't want to spoil for people. So it's, it's a nice, heartwarming story. Uh, so check that out. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've also fired up Celeste, um, on the switch. So this is like one of the first games that came out this year that people are like, Oh, this is game of the year material. Um, like IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. It got a lot of perfect scores. Excuse me. Um, and it was kind of interesting coming to this after playing Iconoclasts, which also came out this year. So like Celeste is a re- it's, it looks like a really up eight bit game. And then Iconoclast is more of like a 1995 Super Nintendo uh, game or like the kind of sprites and animation you would see on like those early like PlayStation, Sega Saturn, like uh, 2D games. Um, and Iconoclast is like definitely more exploration, puzzle solving, boss battles, um, a lot of text and story. And Celeste is more, there, there's story there, but it's, it's less in your face. And Celeste is more just straight up platforming, like really hardcore platforming. Like it is a very difficult game. It actually reminds me a lot of like Super Meat Boy with, you know, how crazy some stuff gets. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still it makes it accessible. So you pretty much there's like a few different worlds. Like I think it's like six or seven worlds. Um, but you basically move like screen by screen. So you, you focus on one screen at a time. And if you die, you go back to the beginning of that screen. You have unlimited lives. So it's it's a very accessible way to, you know, play this very difficult platforming stuff. Um, and it, it, it's just so well designed. Like it's you, your, your controls and your movement make you very versatile. And, and there's like a lot of, um, kind of hidden mechanics or stuff you don't realize at first, but then as you get through the game and have to like do these crazy movements to, to get past stuff, like you realize like how much you're capable of. 
and and like that's really cool like it reminds me of, like super metroid or super mario world like super mario world once you get like uh the cape and yoshi and all this shit and like you can you know do whatever you want um once, once you can like fly and stuff like it's not like flying but you're very you're a very very versatile character when it comes to movement um <laughs> and i don't know it's it's so well designed there's so many like well tucked away secrets like yeah i don't know man it's if you like 2d platforming you gotta check it out i really <laughs> really dig it so far i mean but, i have this game it's called cuphead that i'm trying 100 percent. so so yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's a different style of game than that but i mean right. I, I i could see where they scratch the same itch right with like a cool art style yeah i mean yeah definitely dude i so i've never been to itch.io well i've been there like forever ago and there's so many weird games on here now yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) i'm sorry to interrupt but go ahead um so i was playing that and then it's it's a tough game so i got like through the first four worlds and i was like i mean i gotta i gotta take a break um switch it up um and then so yesterday i played a ton of persona 5 so I want to finally get through that, finally get through all the 2017 games in Bloodborne that I was like halfway through or whatever. So I played a ton of Persona 5, finished a dungeon, um, like barely, barely got past the the final boss of that dungeon. Like I was sweating bullets. <laughs> and it was it was one of those times where I, I had to I had to pace it out so perfectly that the last turn of the fight, like I was like, we have to kill. We we have to kill him this turn, or we're all gonna die. Because <laughs> our health's that low. He's about to do like his powered up move. Like we have to kill him this turn. And, and I had four party members on the fourth attack. He goes down just barely, and I'm like, oh my god! If I had to do that, if I died, like I would have just fucking put that game down and quit. <laughs> is it like is it hard because like it's that hard, or is it just hard because you? the way that you have your character set up is just hard. That one specifically is just harder for you. You know what I mean? Um, it, the reason that one was hard is because my, my character that has like all of the healing moves that are pretty necessary. Cause at this point in the game, you get all these weird status effects like hunger and despair and this, that, and the third. So, so having good healing moves is key to, to get rid of that stuff. But that character doesn't have a lot of health. Right. So, um, for the first part of the fight, like you have to use your magic. That's, uh, different, uh, fire, ice, wind, this, that, and the third to, to hit these guys weaknesses to kill them. Cause you face like a gauntlet of enemies that are all weak to only one thing and resist everything else. So all my magic mm-hmm. points were like pretty low. And then my healing stuff also takes magic points needed it at the end. I, you know, I had to be very careful rationing out, um, they call SP for that, for either attacks or for healing or using items or this, that, and third. So it was just this very careful balance. And so I, I luckily had like enough items to get me by and like reviving stuff. And, and like, I had to use like some of my really powerful, rare healing items. So then after this, I immediately went to the store and just bought a ton of items because I was like, I I can't fucking deal with this. I need to be ready. Um, so yeah, well, Persona five is a scary game because I'm at 97 hours now 
and I still have like three dungeons. Like it's fucked up. Do you have and three like, dungeons left? Yeah. Holy crap. So like I'm at this point, like I love the game, but I'm trying to just get through it. And uh, it's so huge. Like I, I was looking at the trophies, and dude, like I don't know how fucking long it's gonna take people to like get a platinum. It's insane. And you, I was just playing it, and I just I looked up at the clock, and I just watched the hours go by. You know, it's it's crazy. <laughs> but it's a good game. It's a really good game. If you want something that's like hundreds of hours, like this is a good value, you know, and you can get it probably for like 40 bucks or so. So the dollars per hour of gameplay is, is pretty high or I mean a really good deal. So what you should do is you should finally beat it and then you should let me borrow it. So I don't have to spend the $40. Yeah, that too. (laughs) I didn't think, I thought that was going to take more convincing. Okay. When am I get? hopefully I'll have it done by the time I visit you. Maybe. Anyways, so that is all I've been playing. So, so you still have a while left with Persona. Yeah, (sighs) and I think the the story kind of speeds up towards the end of the game. So maybe there's less, um, like less meandering and more straight to like the dungeons and stuff. That's what the stuff I've looked up kind of indicates. So we'll see. Maybe. I don't think you're going to get to uh, Bloodborne in time for um, uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls Remastered? Yeah. Wait, are we racing? I thought we... No, we're not racing. I just... I just you said that you were going to play... You said you were going to beat Persona, Persona 5 and Bloodborne before Dark Souls get, comes out. I was going to say, I don't think that's happening now. No, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe uh, Persona. You're really pretty you sure that. about it back then, like last week. Was that last week? I, I just wanted that we talked about it. Was that when I was tired? I was really tired. I didn't mean yeah, that. Yeah, because I've, I've been yelled at a couple of times because I said you were too tired way too many times. You sound tired way too many times. <laughs> But you did sound tired. I'm just yeah. I'm not denying that. <laughs> you also sounded like you were sick. And if it makes you feel better, you sound much better today. Like on a on a scale of like like last week, you were like bubonic plague level, sounding bad. Today you're like um, about ready to run a five k. So you sound pretty good comparatively. Well, I did go biking yesterday, and then I played a bunch of Persona 5, so I'm amped. There you go. That's what it takes. Forget going to the doctor, dude. Just play Persona 5. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that we do not condone that. Do not do that. Go to the doctor, people. I don't officially condone that, but off the record, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Off the record. Dude, I've been scrolling through this page on itch.io and i am not finding it i've and the worst part is, well, is i mean the, there's a there's a shit ton of stuff dude, on there. you gotta you gotta search for what you want i know like i i knew that there was a search but i'm i'm Wait, also no. just curious what go to itch.io and then on the left click visual novels under like popular tags and it's right there. oh well i just i just put free because i was like hey there's a lot of free it's funny how many people make horror games on this thing yeah 
they must be really easy to make like a horror game for not a lot of money or something well the way that i feel the way that i see it is like most horror games their main color scheme is black you don't have to color black like it's it's already there you know that's what i think it is so yeah i found butterfly soup i'm for five bucks you get a art pdf i might throw in five bucks because i really enjoyed it Hmm. i'm seeing a lot of scps on here and I don't know if you know anything about the SCPs, but I'm kind of interested to play a couple of them. What the fuck's SP- SCP? Um, secure, contain, prevent, I think is what it stands for. And they're like weird. They're, they're like horror games, survival horror games to a point. Um, but they're like – they have like some sort of creepy element to them. SCP is a forum that people made – forever ago and it just has a whole bunch of like stupid i'm not gonna say stupid because some of them are kind of interesting but these people just kind of make these like weird stories and they put them in and it kind of looks kind of like wikipedia so like you're um it, it like everything has a number so it's scp something and like they're all different levels of like how easily they can kill you so there's like an elucid or some, I think that's what set what the word is, or something like that. But anyways, though, like that's the highest level, so that can kill you in like an instant, and it is like pretty much unstoppable. And these like are contained in these like things, so like people just create these these stories behind them. So like one of them is, it, you can't take like it can't move if you watch it. So like it's a game. This is a game. Okay, but um, it all came from the forum. Anyways, the game is like, I can't remember which one it is, but this creature, it can't move as long as you're looking at it. So if you come in contact with it, you have to watch it. That way it doesn't come up to kill you. Because if you are watching it and you like turn away or you blink or something, it'll move and it can move really quickly. So like your mouse is your um, eyes and you click to blink. And you have to blink every so often. So, like, in the game, you're, like, walking through this, like, laboratory, and this thing's, like, following you. And it's getting closer the longer you're not looking at it. But as soon as you break eye contact with it, it moves, and it can kill you, like, in an instant. So, like, there's a lot of YouTube people that played it and back in the day, and I watched it. So, like, they're not bad games. Some of them are kind of stupid. Like, one of them is you literally are walking down a staircase. The story is about an endless uh, an endless staircase that you just walk down. Like, one of them I'm looking at is you're stuck in an endless Ikea, and the staff are oh, gone. God. <laughs> oh, God. And, like, all the, all the lights are off and stuff. That one's SCP-3008. So, like, they're all like that. If you played one, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Or if you just go to scp.com, I think that's what it is, you'll see the forum that I'm talking about. It's just dumb stuff. It's what it is. Yeah. I'm a wuss. I can't take these darn scary things. I hate to say it, but whenever you're in a tower, like, overlooking just things for 12 hours, you get really bored really bored (laughs) so i mean you just come across things that interest you and the best way to stay awake is like creepy stories and stuff so that's all that i used to do is just read these creepy stories that are just really dumb they're not creepy at all they're just dumb and you're like why would somebody think of this (laughs) like one was like a shapeshifter that can 
change into you but like if you you would go insane if you saw yourself because it turned into you and stuff and it was weird dakota you need to get a job all right so back to the let, let's uh let's move on to the news or whatever their next category is. okay yeah well let's move on to the news but before that you want to take a quick break i mean we can i'm down for it okay we'll be back in a minute insert commercial here this podcast is sponsored by billy mitchell's hot sauce (laughs) okay and we're back so time for the news so um we'll start off with all of our non-e3 related news first get those out of the way um the neo geo mini was announced um, yet another company hopping on the retro console uh, bandwagon. Um, kind of an interesting console because it, it's got its own screen. You can play it by itself or plug it into the TV, which I don't know how big it's going to be because it seems kind of small. Yeah, it's very small, I think. That's the way I interpret it. It looks small. <laughs> does, it, does this have dimensions? Okay, it's a 3.5-inch display. Uh, that's like it's gonna be so small yeah what why would the i mean you can take it on the go so whatever but it's like it looks like a mini arcade unit so it's not like super portable right i mean like, like it wouldn't fit in a pocket i don't think the only thing that worries me is like how how big is that joystick and buttons gonna be like not very big that's that's the thing that's gonna suck. So wait, which one are we getting here? Are we getting the red one or the black one? The black one. Oh, that sucks. So there's different colors for Japan and the U.S. similar to the NES and SNES classics. But I mean, looking at the lineup, it's got a really solid lineup: multiple King of Fighters, uh, Fatal Fury, Garu, Mark of the Wolves, Samurai Showdown, Last Blade bunch of metal slugs but right there make it worth the 40 dollars yeah i mean not 40 dollars it doesn't have a price i'll take that back i saw 40 game lineup and i thought it said 40 dollars yeah so these are you know some of snk's best games yeah um so i think as long as once once it gets closer to release and we see impressions of how the form factor is does it feel okay to play is there some kind of like can you use other controllers if that if it's too small by itself, like I think it's a great deal. And this is some of SNK's best games, you know, some of the best fighting games and shooters, arcade shooters out there. And that's cool. I mean, like I said, the metal slugs by himself make it worth whatever the price is. Not really. I mean, unless it's, that's what I want to know. I need to know how much it's going to cost. Yeah. It is interesting though. Like this is a much better, uh, it's a oh hey right here the system will include an hdmi port for tv output a headphone port and two external controller ports okay so okay yeah. so then then we're good but um crap now i lost what i was saying I don't know. As long as it stays cheaper, cheap-ish, and it's it's a lot better. It seems like it's going to be a lot better put together 
than you know the cheap ones that you find at Walmart and stuff, the stupid built-in game ones that they have. You know, this seems more in line with Nintendo's classic series rather than the cheap yeah. ones at Walmart. Yeah, and that's what that's what we need to move to. You know, is like solid emulation that doesn't like glitch up, constructed well, you know, mm. built well, all that stuff, so that it's you know a desirable mini console, not some cheap thing that plays like crap and is going to fall apart. Right. I agree. Which for the record, um, that list, I just realized they said this was leaked. It's not confirmed, but if that's <laughs> the actual list. Uh, it's an awesome lineup. I mean, Metal Slug, what is it? Metal Slug one, two and three are like amazing games. I love all the Metal Slugs. I can eat Metal Slugs eat i can play metal slugs all day i'm looking at some of these games still <laughs> but i can i can play metal slug games all day though they're some of the, my favorite ones they're so good and they're dumb I, just, I have no idea what the difference between like one and five is though. i don't think that there is any difference between any of them like other than just like obviously this the like levels themselves but like how they play and what they do i don't think there's any difference <laughs> i just know that i think i have one for the neo geo pocket like i, I don't know which one it is though that might have been like its own like a portable version maybe i don't know but the point is yeah and I, back in the day Neo G SNK Neo Geo they were I mean they were a really good company back in the day yeah a lot of great you know arcade games fighting games mm-hmm. etc especially super underappreciated yep um so what else we got uh Nintendo detailed <laughs> their their uh, Switch online service finally time so out for tw- time out yep. I have to say this because this cracks me up so. <laughs> I'm reading the comments on this uh, story about the Neo Geo and it says it's a Neo Geo dot dot dot. So historically price points to dot 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 $650. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to say that one. You can go on about the switch now. Okay. Switch online, 20 bucks a year for online multiplayer. Um, I still think that Smash is going to come out around that time so that people have a reason to pay for it. Um, also, you can finally upload your saves to the cloud, which you have to pay for, but is kind of sucks, but is going to be super useful for the Switch because otherwise they're totally locked to the system. So if I break my Switch, I lose all of my progress in Zelda and Mario. So having online saves is definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice control app is still the same. It's really stupid. You have to like plug in a thing like to your phone and your switch. So totally garbage. Um, and the really cool thing is they revealed their kind of replacement for the virtual console, which is you start off with 20 S or 20 NES games. Um, they've only revealed 10 of them so far that are included as part of switch online and they say more is going to be added so hopefully that encompasses you know uh, game boy snes n64 etc as time goes on um 
you know, I do love the virtual console. I had a bunch of virtual console games for the Wii and for the Wii U as well. But if you only pay 20 bucks a year and eventually get a massive collection, I think that's a better value. Mm-hmm. Instead of paying like, you know, five bucks for Ice Climber and five bucks for Balloon Fight, you know, like they're, they're not worth that much money. Right. I agree. I'm, I feel like people, okay, so is there a way that PlayStation Plus gives you um, cloud saves for free? I, I don't think so. Because it's driving me nuts that everybody's like, well, they're cloud saves, but you have to pay for them. You have to pay for them on all the systems. No, Xbox has them free. Right, right. Okay, Xbox has a, has them free via the OneDrive, correct? No, uh, um, I'm pretty sure it's all automatic. Because I just, I just moved some games from my old Xbox to my One X. Okay. And it was, I think it was all just automatic. Okay. I, I, I only have ever had the One, and I never had a 360. So that's fine. I mean, it, it, I thought that was only via the OneDrive system, which is not a very good system. So... That's all I was going to say about that. But I mean, maybe they stored on that, but you don't ever have to use that. Okay. I mean, which is fine. Um, I just, I don't like everybody's like, oh my God, you got to pay for them. You pay for them with Sony too, and nobody's throwing a huge fit about that. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Maybe, the, I, maybe on PSN is it a limited amount, but I feel like when I, when I access my cloud saves it's like it has a ps plus thing by it like you can't use it unless you have ps plus right i mean i don't have ps plus right now and i don't i'm not able to get my saves off the cloud so yeah i i can't so i know i'm almost i'm unless i'm an idiot you can't do it unless you have playstation plus but I mean, the only thing that I can think of is like everybody's complaining about the cloud saves be costing money, but you pay for it on PlayStation. So now they're like, but there's not really much of another reason to get the Nintendo Switch service unless like it, the cloud saves is the only real reason to do it. The uh, the games like you can, I mean, most people already have them on other platforms, and most people also already have those games like illegally downloaded many places or are able to. So like the the only downfall to this that I see is that you're paying for not much, but it's literally $20 for a year. Like it's not that bad. I think over time, the online, the, the classic game collection will grow and that'll be more worth it. Right. Um, I, and hopefully they get more games that are worth playing online. Right. I think that I'm about ready to stir up some controversy. I think that the uh, virtual console is not dead yet. I know that it sounds like it. I, I understand. I mean, Nintendo, Nintendo confirmed it. Nintendo didn't confirm it. They said as of right now, there is no – there was it? There's no um, – I forgot what word they used. They're, but it's not it's not coming i don't think basically that. what they say i think that they i think that they're gonna that they're trying to frame it in a different light like it's gonna be something different because everybody's just complaining about buy like i don't think it's gonna be called virtual console anymore i don't think it will work the same way as virtual console anymore i could see more of a netflix streaming thing rather than all these games you know what i mean which is basically what 
It is. I yeah. I mean, yes, you're right, but I'm saying with like other games. Like not not just NES games. Like these are only NES games. They're not even super NES games right now. You know what I mean? And I know that you said like you think that library will grow, but I'm saying like I don't that library is not going to grow to like what Ugh, crap. It's not going to grow to like 30. It's going to grow to like the size of the virtual console, you know? That's what I'm trying to say. Well, you, you're thinking it will or it won't. It will. Or you're, it, you're thinking it the, will. The, the service we have now will only grow to 30 games and they'll, they'll do another service that'll be a lot more? I think that this is a trial for a streaming service later on. That will be a completely different name. It will be – you will pay for that service. You're, you will get cloud saves, streaming service, and pretty, that's pretty much basically it, online multiplayer and stuff like that. Um, and you will get like – I think that even – you will get N64 games. all Like a lot of games – not all of them, but a lot of games up to like the N64 I could see on a streaming service. This is my theory. This is I have zero information to back this up other than I think that they hit a home run with the virtual console, and I think it's dumb for them to backpedal on that. I think that they're just hearing the criticism of everybody saying that they're sick of buying Super Mario Bros. 3 for every single console for $5 every single time one comes out, and they're trying to work a way around that. As I mean, I don't think they're going to do something separate from this that they just introduced. <laughs> I think it's all gonna be the same. I mean, they may like combine it. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm I'm saying that I think that will get much bigger. I think that this is just the start of them releasing a sort of virtual console thing. There. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Steam Link app is coming soon. So this is kind of cool that you know on your mobile devices you can play your PC games. Um, I'm looking at the site right now. I think the controller options are going to be kind of whack. And I don't know how anyone's going to have fast enough internet or to, to you know, have this run effectively. But it's still pretty dope. It's a cool little test, I guess. Let's see how this works. Yeah. It says connect over 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi or wired Ethernet. Do phones have... 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi yet, or does any phone have a wired Ethernet connection? Mm. That must be just tablets. I'm I'm not... Which I don't even know if tablets do. I'm not going to say that they don't. I'm almost positive that there, somewhere out there has, like, a little adapter for an Ethernet cable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a jack. I'm sure that somebody in China has come up with that. See, that's the only thing that I, I'm worried about is how is that going to run and how can you connect your phone to something that's going to run that well? I think they're just testing out interest. Yeah. Maybe. That'll, that'll be cool. Maybe. Um, so a couple games that are going to be shown ahead of E3. So we kind of transitioned to the E3 news. Uh Days Gone is Game Informer's cover story for their June issue, and they just put up a hour-long video showcasing like the beginning of the game, and then there's like another 30-minute gameplay video as well. Um, 
so this is basically the most we've seen of the game aside from the you know a couple of trailers or whatever it's been um so i checked that out because i wanted to see like what is this going to be or how's it going to be different than like last of us or other zombie games or whatever um and so it's it's like more open world um you're much more free to like go different places whereas last of us and you know the uncharted style of game is very linear and can only really move in like one direction um so it sounds like it's going to take a lot of cues from like the ubisoft style of open world where you have to like take over an outpost or like build your own outpost and like build like survivor settlements or or not necessarily like build them like a like a building simulator but just keep people like fed and and you know keep food coming to them or something like that mm-hmm. um taking out like zombie uh nests because the they're not they're not zombies but whatever infected or whatever they are you know have these like underground nests where there's the hundreds and hundreds of enemies you got to take those out so they stop coming um it i I haven't played the state of decay games but people compared it to that it Mm -hmm. sounds like same kind of like elements there with building settlements and keeping them keeping them going um from the intro mission you know the characters seem cool um they seem likable and had good dialogue um i don't know seems like a cool game um i worry about how close it's going to come to last of us because otherwise it's going to get you know totally forgotten for that (laughs) yeah seems cool i mean i feel like i feel like sony has put in a lot of um uh, what's the word i'm looking for they they put a lot of stock into this game so i don't think that'll really be an issue like i think that they're aware that if they come even close to the last of us it's not it's gonna get overshadowed yeah so i i mean i'll be honest i'm not very interested in this game at all yeah i think it my interest is going to be kind of gauged by more reception that we see like once it's closer to release are people like oh is this awesome or is it just kind of whatever i mean i i feel like there's not a lot of people talking about it like it and they put they put so much work into this that it's kind of sad because i mean last year they had the big thing at the end of uh their e3 conference um where the like the bodies were hanging down from the top of the stage if you remember that and then i remember the year before that they showed it off and they were like, it was one of their last games, like one of their big games of that conference towards the end. <clears throat> they didn't have much to show, but they did a trailer and like the, the amount of enemies on screen was kind of crazy. And like that, everybody was just like, Oh, that looks cool, but it's bikers. So nobody actually cares. So it, I mean, like I feel like they've tried so hard and they've missed so much with this game, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's definitely got to come out like in its own time frame, mm-hmm. away from other stuff. Um, I think we just got to see more of the game and see where it goes and see what's going to make it different to kind of get that buzz going. Yeah, they. I mean, I'm hoping that it comes out and it's something completely different than what we saw. Like, we're all assuming that it's some sort of monster, um, 
thing biker gang thing like i'm hoping the the story is interesting it's not because i i know it's a love story but like i don't know what to what degree or anything like that so i'm just hoping that it's something different it's something interesting yeah um and we'll talk about sony's press conference for e3 and we'll kind of um there's some stuff to touch on there with i think what we can infer about like the release of this game or whatever (laughs) Um, another game that's looks like it's going to get teased before E3 is the next Battlefield. Um, so players work together to uncover an Easter egg that basically it involved opening a door yeah. that wasn't openable. And then I didn't see, I didn't look into much of what else there was that went into this. I don't know, did you look into that at all? Uh, I mean, I yes and no i do do you know like the entirety of it like what all happened no so i guess that they they've been trying to open this door now it's been there for like well over a year um they've been trying to open this door because like they were hearing something inside of it inside the door so they're like maybe we can open this so like people have been trying for a long time and then they finally which i don't understand how like what they had to do to get this door open, you know, like, I don't know if it was some complex mystery or something like that, but like they did something, they got the door open. There was like beds and stuff in it. And then whenever they got it open, like a drain dripped, the drain dripped in a Morris code. The Morris code was like, did something. And then they did something else and then something else. And then there was a, a painting inside of it. Yep, so the Morse code spelled out the URL for the website. That's what it was. And the website just says May 23rd with a Battlefield hashtag. So yeah. Looks like we will be seeing the next Battlefield the end of May. Right around the time we'll see Black Ops 4 as well. First gameplay. So I guess, I mean, shout out to DICE. They always do like really crazy Easter eggs. Right. Like this. And so that's cool. I mean, this is, yeah, this is a really cool take on it. Um they yeah i i wish more developers would do this yeah but i mean whatever it's fine they um i what i want to know was like that door's been there this long but how long has it garnered attention you know like how did were they just like okay whenever they built the map where they were like we're gonna make this door and it's going to be really hard to open and all this other stuff. And this is, has been there the entire time. Or was it more like, hey, we want to do something special with this. We have this random door in this map. Let's just make it openable now. Like being able to be opened, I should say. And like do all this. You know what I mean? Like did they anticipate this or was it just like, a, hey, let's do this because it could be fun. Like that happened – six months down the road after the game actually came out. I, I have no idea. It could totally be either way. I think. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I just think it'd be cool if they were like, as they were building the game, they were like, let's put a door in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I guess it depends if that was like a launch map or like a map that came out later. Right. And I mean, and that matters too. And unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, you know what? I don't even care. I'm not a big <laughs> Battlefield guy, so I yeah, don't. I. I don't know. 
I mean, if anybody out there does know, then let me know, I guess. Um, so moving on to more of the E3 news, uh, let's see, there's a rumor that went out that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to have a similar rollout to, um, The Witcher 3 when it had a big E3 presence. So the rumor is it's going to have a trailer on stage somewhere and then like an hour long behind closed doors demo, which The Witcher had in like 2014 and then it came out early 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So if this game is coming out soon, that would be dope as hell. Because it has been three years since Witcher 3. So if this came out like 2019, I think that's... Three? You know... Has it been three? I thought it has been like closer to four. It came out 2015. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it came out but, the, the beginning of the year, 2015. Like February, March? Yeah, like March or something. Mm. And so if... If Cyberpunk comes next year, that would be four years in between, which I think is a typical amount of time. Right. And with the buzz that's going on about this game, and didn't they literally tweet the word like buzz or, or beep? Some beep? Yep. Okay, if you're beeping, I think that means, <laughs> hopefully that means the game's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish, I didn't realize that you were just going to put an ING on whatever word I said. I should have came up with something weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so looking forward to what we see there. What else? What else? What else? So Square Enix and Bethesda are both going to have conferences. And I guess there's a lot of stuff going on about Bethesda, but um, we can touch on Square Enix real quick. So they didn't have one last year, I don't think. No. So hopefully this means that there's a bunch of good stuff to see. Um, definitely see Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, so last, I'm uh, so last year didn't weren't they? They did a conference, but I don't know if they did a conference at E3 or if it was the D23, the Disney thing, because they announced what? Where did they announce the Infinity Wars, the Telltale series Infinity War? No, not the. I mean, not Infinity Wars. Goddamn, not Telltale series. Um, Avengers. That wasn't E3. I don't remember where okay. that was at. I, it had to be at the Disney thing then. Oh, this story says E3 2015 was the last time the publisher held okay. an E3 press briefing. What did they say? So, was that... What did they say at that one? Anything important? Probably just like Final Fantasy stuff. Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> Back then, it must have been like Rise of the Tomb Raider, Deus Ex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that one. Hitman, maybe. Oh, yeah. Crap. I always forget that Hitman was theirs. Yeah. So we'll definitely see Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Dragon Quest Eleven comes out in September. Um, I guess some heavily rumored stuff is that we're going to get the full-on Life is Strange sequel. Um, since they had, that, they had a prequel, but hopefully the next full game. Um, they, they have the Avengers project. Right. So hopefully we'll see what's coming out with that, especially now's the best time to reveal that with all the hype with the movie right now, which hopefully they can do a really cool Avengers game. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can't think of a single superhero game that's been impressive other than other than Spider-Man 2. Dude, all the Arkham games. <sighs> Those are uh... OK. I'm not. I'm, I can't think of a single good 
Marvel superhero game other than Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it's true. Is there... Holy crap. I'm actually going to, like, wrap my brain around this. Is that real? Like, is there any good one? I don't think so. I think Arkham was the first superhero game that was a legitimately really good game. I mean, Spider-Man 2 is up there. Don't knock Spider-Man 2. It it wasn't the same. It's good. It wasn't the same. Spider-Man 2 is open world, dude. Like, good open world. Arkham City is good open world. But, uh, well, but I find Arkham Asylum pretty good. I find it better, actually. Asylum's actually my favorite because it's, okay. it's it's open, but it's not a full world, yeah. so it's, like, more dense. Right. Like I think there's more stuff per, like, square kilometer or whatever. Okay. we. I'm sorry. We can go on this for a while. Keep going now. What? Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, maybe we'll see that. Um, p- people from the press are going to be playing it sometime soon. They can't say when, but they can say that they are going to be playing it. So this game's been cooking for a while. Hopefully... It's time for it to finally come out, mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll see Final Fantasy VII Remake, or maybe that game will never come out. Probably not. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. No, I, it's got to be coming out now. Like, the, it's got to it's be coming out this year. Final Fantasy VII? No, no, no. Oh, wait, I thought we were talking about Kingdom Hearts. No, I, I bet Kingdom Hearts will come out this oh. year. Oh, no, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII is not coming out. No. Yeah, that, 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 they shouldn't have never even announced right. it. Right. Okay, moving on to the next few things kind of tying together. So we'll start off with Walmart Canada put up a bunch of placeholder <laughs> things, basically leaking E3 potentially. Um, some, of it seemed, some of it seemed unfounded, but further developments kind of confirmed um this leak so some of the placeholders are games we'd never or or that are unannounced such as splinter cell just cause 4 um destiny comet so comet was the code name for the taken king and they they said they're going to have a fall big expansion so that i guess that was kind of announced um borderlands 3 what 100 guardians dropped on an island I could I could see that happening. Um, <laughs> Gears of War five, Forza Horizons five, which I think they meant Forza Horizon four, and then Rage two, which I think is a sequel that like nobody saw coming. Yeah. So some exciting stuff there. I'm so ready for a new Splinter Cell. Um, Gears five will probably be cool, I guess. I mean, Gears four won my game of the year two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked Gears 4 way more than I thought I would. Yeah, like, the, it was great. It was up there on my list, too. So I think the Coalition, yeah, they do good stuff. So. Yeah. Definitely want to see what they do next. So E3 might be a little bit spoiled from that, but mm. I'm excited to actually see, this, see these games, see some trailers, see what's going on. So since then... Um, well, when that happened, a couple of people from Bethesda, like Bethesda's actual Twitter, Pete Hines, were like, whoa, like, uh, <laughs> you can't do that or something, replying like to Walmart Canada. And then at the end of last week, they started posting some images um, 
basically with like pictures from London or, or cities or whatever with some pink like splattered paint that almost looks like Splatoon. And then um, uh, lots of hints for 514. Like they have Big Ben, the, the clock hands are at 514. It's a space shuttle launching and it says 514 on it. Um, so, oh, I guess to back up one second, um, the official at Rage game Twitter replied to walmart and said this isn't what the logo looks like Mm -hmm. and they had like some pink uh font like when they they marked up their image or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's the exact same pink as uh as these teasers right um and then a a few more teaser images have come out since with like people that uh look like they're in the rage universe uh kind of like you know that mad max uh wasteland type type get up look so yeah so i think it's it's pretty certain that it's going to be rage 2 basically confirming that that at least part of that leak was real um i don't know did you ever play rage like i feel like this is a sequel nobody saw coming um so i i didn't play it but i watched a guy like i literally sat in the same living room as a guy that i watched play it so i got a decent look at it I mean, I didn't think it was bad. It looked good. Um, it's just kind of like that post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, uh, yeah, game that I, I don't know. It, it doesn't really interest me. I didn't see a sequel coming. I thought it was kind of a one-off for Bethesda, but whatever. I mean, hey, if they want, I it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird, you know. Yeah. It's like I. It's not – I feel like the, that game is not very much Bethesda-ish. Like that's the farthest Bethesda game Bethesda has, if that makes sense. Yeah, which – I mean, yeah, it's a, a pretty generic like apocalyptic wasteland type right. thing, which makes me think um, they're going to switch up the the vibe for the sequel. Maybe. Especially with like the yeah. pink and oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. I think they might be taking like more of a Borderlands – kind of bombastic approach right and i'm just I, like the amount of jank in that game is surprising like the first one was surprisingly small for a bethesda game is what i'm saying like i mean i guess doom doesn't really have much jank to it but like whenever you think of the open world type of games that bethesda makes there's so many glitches and jank involved in those and rage really didn't have much of that yeah which it when they do a uh, console game, it often runs much better. Yeah, but, I mean, that's true. I forgot that it was id, too. Duh, it's id. Yeah, that, I don't know. I mean, it, you, you're you right. It really is out of left field. It's an odd thing, but those end up being some of the best games. Remember, it's like, I didn't expect this sequel, and here it is. Yeah, I agree. So definitely excited to see what is coming with that. Hopefully it's something cool. Um, so that brings us to Bethesda's E3 conference. Um, Pete Hines also tweeted that it's maybe their longest conference yet. Um, so obviously Rage 2, rumors of Doom 2, because I think Pete Hines tweeted something that kind of hinted at Doom uh, before. Uh, he said something about Hell on Earth, and, and Doom 2 was, the subtitle was Hell on Earth from back in the day. 
Oh, what? There's a few other things that are rumored for them. Um, I think I know. What are you talking about? Um, I also want to point out that all the listings on the Canada page, they were all $80. That's, I mean, not all, but yeah. yeah. That's not going to be the case. I hope not. Oh, uh, so Starfield. Starfield is Bethesda Game Studios' rumored title. Because I I believe at some point they said that there's other games besides the next Elder Scrolls or whatever that are going to be coming out. Um, So there was some leak about this Starfield game. It was trademarked. Apparently it's Bethesda Game Studios' next game in between Fallout and the next Elder Scrolls. And that's really all we know about it. It's not confirmed. It's not, we don't know that it's real, but there's apparently been lots of rumors about it. What? And in the image that they are advertising their showcase with, there are stars in the sky. So take that for what you will. Do you remember we, what we reported on this, like what last December, like not this past December, the, December before that, like one of our first episodes was about Starfield. I honestly didn't remember that. Oh, hey. Well, yeah, because like it's a combination of all their games, like a single storyline. Oh, yeah. It's like Fallout in the Future yeah. or whatever. It's so, yeah. It's like Fallout in the Future mixed with like Elder Scrolls as well. And like they're all supposed to line up somehow and they're all, they all share. It's basically Bethesda's MCU. Yeah, <laughs> which would be pretty crazy if they could pull it off. I mean, unfortunately, I would think that the the two that could do it is Rockstar and Bethesda. Yeah, probably. I mean, especially Rockstar, but and well, both, especially both, because they they the open world games is their forte. Yeah, and Rockstar is like. I would I agree that Rockstar can do it really well because they kind of already do. Yeah. With like subtly having nods to their other games. Right. I mean, although I don't know how they'd work. Um, crap! What game was that? Um, oh crap! I just ruined the joke already. Uh, table tennis. I don't know how. What was that game? Was it just table tennis? What was it called? Rockstar. Rockstar's table tennis. Okay, there we go. Like I don't know how they're gonna work that into it, but whatever. Maybe you just they'll find ten- a way. You just play table tennis. That's it. There's no working. I don't really remember any of the characters from that game or anything. I don't think that they matter. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So hopefully we'll see some cool new games from Bethesda. How fast? Give a sh- how fast do you think the guy was fired that posted all these? Oh, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is a pretty significant leak. <laughs> Dude, I, that's why part of me really hopes that it's not real. Like, I, I mean, I understand. Like, at the time that it happened, it a lot of people are like, oh, this is the fakest thing I've ever seen. All the games are blacked out. There's, like, the text is all wrong and all this other stuff. It, it was like everybody was just laughing at how bad it was. And then it started to get a little bit of traction. And you're like, oh, crap, this may actually be it. Yeah, I totally 
thought the same thing. Right. I mean, that, uh, this is totally fake. Right. But I hope to, I'm like, I want it to be real, but I also really wanted a lot of it to not like, I don't want this to be all, even though this is a good chunk of games. I don't want this to be all. I want more. I would love those secrets. And which I will say, I'm just kind of like perusing it. Oh, well, no, I guess Assassin's Creed. I was going to say, I don't, Ubisoft surprised us last year with all the stuff that they had. And they, they're not really mentioned very much here, but they do have Splinter Cell's them, Division's them. Oh crap. There's a lot. Just cause, is that square? I think so. And Assassin's Creed. Okay. So they have three. Dang it. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Moving on. What's the next topic? Uh, what is the next topic? So Sony was the last to announce their um, E3 press conference event time, etc. And they went kind of unconventional because mm-hmm. they said these are what these are the worldwide studios games we're going to show from from Sony. So we don't know their indie titles. We don't know third party announcements. But from Sony, we're going to see um, Death Stranding, yes. Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, um, and Spider-Man. So normally they totally don't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm kind of conflicted on how I feel about this because at one on one point, like, I, I, Spider-Man, I, I'm ready to just play it and not see any more. But the other yeah. three... We haven't seen any gameplay of, so I'm very excited to see them. And if we get like an in-depth dive on all of them, like that, I think that is all I wanted from Sony was to see a bunch of stuff about those games. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted more than anything from them. Right. Um, I think this implies that they're not going to announce anything else, but I could totally see them ending with like, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, one big one big tease. Yeah, that's definitely happening. They, I, I mean, there's going to be something. Shadows die twice. There we go. Yeah. Speaking we gotta, of which, we got to find out what that is. It's been six months. We got to find out. What that I want to have a discussion about this after we get done with this topic, but um, after the recent events of what I found. But um, we'll talk about it in a second. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm with you. Like. I'm done with Spider-Man. Maybe, like, if you're showing us something, maybe show us, like, some of the mechanics, like, the button pressing, like, the the controls for it. Show us, like, how you're going to make it more s- seamless. You know, like, the thing with Spider-Man is mobility is a must. You have to be able to be mobile with that game. If you have clunky control systems, the problem, you're, it's not going to work. It's just not. So if they like come out and they're like, oh, this is how we fix mobility because that was a problem in like all the other Spider-Man games. This is going to make it so much better. Like, okay, show me something small like that. I don't need to see any more gameplay other than just like redo thing. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like keep it very brief. I don't need to see too – I don't want to see too much. We're getting like – yeah, we're we're, they're starting to show too much. Yeah, because I don't want to know too much about the game, right? You know, I know, and but the thing is, is that I also have a feeling that it's Insomniac, and 
I feel like they really know what they're doing whenever it comes to that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I put my trust into Insomniac. I like Insomniac. I always have. I like their games. They, but like me saying this, I keep thinking back to Mario, and I know that Nintendo is a whole different company. But like Mario um, Odyssey, that was our complaint. Like, oh, I'm seeing too much. But there was so much stuff that we didn't see later on until the game came out. Like, so much. So maybe, just maybe, them showing us this much. Like, we really haven't seen that much. We've seen a lot, but we – it's kind of all the same stuff just tweaked over and over and over again, you know? Yeah. Maybe it'll be fine. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm confident there's still going to be surprises. Right. But I don't know. Uh, I'm super excited to see Death Stranding. I doubt we see – I doubt we see gameplay. Dude, we have to. I, I don't, don't think so. I don't – I really – I mean I'm hoping you're right, but I feel like it's still too soon. Like I don't know. I feel like Kojima is really trying to – like they're trying to pull a rock star where they're just not going to show us that. We've had three trailers with no gameplay. This is – I don't – I I I'm t- okay. This is what I want to know. On a scale of one to ten, ten being like you nearly died from excitement. How surprised were you whenever you read this and you saw Death Stranding on there? I wasn't surprised. I was just super soaked. Oh, I was shocked, dude. Like mine was like. Death Stranding, I honestly thought Death Stranding was going to go dark this year and just not say a thing. I mean, we've, we've, uh, when did that get announced? 2016? Like, it's been too long. We just got a trailer in December. Yeah, but with no gameplay. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, how many times there's many games where like you see, uh, okay, this is an extreme example, but um, uh, oh my god, it just slipped my mind. Uh, it just came out like uh, Shadow of the Colossus, the sequel to it. Last Guardian. Yeah, The Last Guardian. There we go. So, I mean, like, The Last Guardian, we saw that. It was announced, whatever. And then it went dark for, like, three straight years, you know? And then we would see, like, a little glimpse here and there. And I really thought that's what Death Stranding was going to be. Just because his team is so small, the studio is so small. But at the same time, I feel like he they've been rushing. Not in a rushing, but, like, they the, – they know what they're doing. They're putting. They're not taking days off here and there. Even though you know Kojima just seems like he's on vacation every day. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I was surprised. I I don't think I will be surprised if we see gameplay. I feel like they're trying to keep that under wraps. Like we may see gameplay, but it won't actually be gameplay. It'll be one of those like cinematic gameplay things. You know what I mean? It's not going to be actually running an engine. I think we have to, dude. I, I think we have to. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I'm just saying I'll be surprised. But well, whatever. 
so a, a couple things we can infer from this. Um, so no days gone, but it, it was the Game Informer cover story. They had like the first hour and a half of gameplay or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that game is farther along than they're letting on. So what I kind of think is, you know, they're getting this coverage out of Days Gone, but it's not like one of the big, massive Death Stranding Last of Us 2s. So I bet that's going to be an early 2019, 2019 game, kick the year off, because it is it is confirmed, not this year. Um, kick the year off, and I think the rest of their stuff is going to roll out throughout 2019, or maybe early 2020, which I, I think they're targeting 2019 for everything, but... 2020 wouldn't surprise me as i've said before mm-hmm. so what does this mean for ps5 because do you think that they would put out all of these huge hitters on ps4 and then that's because it, it, it seems like this is basically the end of their ps4 library it almost seems like why so then with i mean they're saying what what else is coming and it, it's all probably going to come in 2019 i mean i'm not <sighs> i I think we're still kind of far off from a five is where I'm getting with it. See, I feel like, you know, horizon came out 2017. It almost, the timeline almost seems like, let's say horizon two is a launch title for a a PS five in like 2020. And then God of war two or the next God of war, like comes out like the following year or something like that. I think that kind of seems like a realistic timeframe. But are they going to – they got to announce those things after they announce that the next console is coming. You know what I mean? I mean I just – I feel like the – okay, so the – the with the Pro and the Xbox One X, like the, the half console year, it causes an issue. Because, like, you're not quite sure, are they going to try to go for, like, getting close to the end of their cycle, whatever, or are they, like, it it just creates a problem, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, (laughs) dude, I feel like because of the Pro, the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X, it's going to be, this generation is going to be longer than most. But I think they're going to try to get ahead of Xbox because Xbox One X is more powerful. I mean, but I think they're going to try to get ahead of that. You're right, but I really don't think that it's like it is more powerful. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that it's marginally more powerful. Like, look at freaking God of War. That game is gorgeous, and they're, I mean, okay. Like, what does Xbox One have that pushes the the graphical capabilities of that system you know like they're they're kind of hitting at the same level xbox one x is more powerful but it's hitting the same level it doesn't matter how much more powerful you are if you're still doing the same thing you know that's my take on it i don't think that sony should be i mean i don't think that sony should be too worried about it however sony i'm not sony so it doesn't matter what i think but that's my personal opinion i would just be like it's they're kind of like Sony right now is the old Nintendo where their stuff was not nearly as powerful at all to any of their competitions, but because they just knew the hardware so much better, they could push it so much farther and it looked 
just as good, if not better, than most of the other ones, even though they were so much more underpowered. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's my take on it. I just feel like we're still pretty far out from that from the next generation. I'm I don't think it's anything to be worried about right now. And I mean, I just don't think that it's anything to be worried about. They're I mean, they're still selling massive amounts of PlayStations, massive amounts. They're not I don't think they should be worried. And I hope they're not worried cuz I'm not looking to buy a new console anytime soon. But their sales, while still great, have dropped down. Well, they are declining. Of course they're going to decline. Like once you get 100% of people buying your stuff, it's going to drop. Why would they buy more? Like it's going to happen. All these people already have it. It's going to – you're going to drop. It wasn't – it's not a massive drop. I mean it's a drop, but it's not – they didn't go from selling you know, a million consoles to now you, you have two people buying them. They went from like 19 million to 16 million or something like that. Yeah. They, dude, th- at this rate, 3 million is just, it's a drop in the bucket, dude. Nobody cares. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I still think we're going to see the PS5 either 2019 or probably 2020. I don't know. That's my guess. I'm going to say 2021, maybe even 22. Yeah, that's – I'm still pretty – man, I'm – maybe it's just hopeful ambition. I'm just hoping that they take their time. I, I mean, I would say that, yeah, like God of War looks amazing, but it, at some point we're going to have to move forward. Because they, they got the stuff that upscales to 4K and whatever, but they got to upgrade the CPU at some point too. Right. I mean that that it's true, but uh, I I get Yeah, that's all I wanna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's all it's all speculation. Right. We don't know. Okay. Lesser known time. No. Wait, what else? So what's Shadows Die Twice, Luke? Are you I still I still think it's Bloodborne. <sighs> but there's a strong case that it's uh Kuan kind of spiritual successor i know and okay i don't know what else to say about it. I, I was just seeing what your take on it was you know really they did say that they're they're reinventing an old franchise right that was in there so that might shit so for everybody wondering real quick so shadows die twice there's a thread on reset era that had linked an article and they're they're speculating most people are now speculating that it's shadow dies shadows die twice is the spiritual su- successor to kuon which is an old what, playstation 2 playstation 2 yeah, yeah playstation 2 horror survival horror japanese game that yeah, and it goes super in depth. I wish I had the article still, because then like we can link it if you actually care. But it's it it made a very compelling argument, in my opinion, and I'm kind of on board with that now, as much as I wish it was Bloodborne too. I I think it. You could you could argue either way. You could, but I think that there's more. There's more facts in Kuantu. 
Which is not. I guess the, what the main thing that um, is convincing me is that you know they said they're done with the Soulsborne style of game and they're reinventing one of their old franchises. So that's that makes sense with this, right? And that um, I saw the writing. The writing was what the writing in the background on the article is what made me really decide that it's probably go on. Just because they were saying that it's a mixture of uh, Chinese and Japanese, and like back in the long time, whenever Japan was first settled, they came from China, so they were still writing in ancient Chinese, even though they were Japanese. So their ancient Chinese was very, very similar to um, uh, to the Japanese of that era. So like it was like a mixture. And that's what's on. That's what the writing in the back is. Yeah. In the background, that and then they have like, I don't know. I feel like it's a very Japanese um, trailer that it shows. The shadows die twice. It's very Japanesey, and Bloodborne. I don't think is that Japanese. Well, I'm not saying it's Bloodborne too, but like a type, a a spiritual successor, (laughs) like Demon Souls to Dark Souls. Okay, I mean, okay. So, like, it's... Because Dark Souls, in my opinion, I'm, I may be wrong. I, I don't feel like Dark Souls is very um, horror-ish. I, no. Okay, so, and, like, I feel like Bloodborne really is. Like, it's there to yeah. scare you. It's the horror style. It's not very that... It's not really that scary, but it is very tense um, due to the scare. And so I guess I can see what you mean. Like they they're keeping with that theme, but they're changing styles or cultures or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which they've done before. Right. Anyway, all speculation. God dang it. Okay, lesser known time. Yeah, we can go on to lesser known. Anything else about E three you want to say? No, I think that was it. Okay. Very stoked. Less than a month now. Thirty days today. Yeah. Um, so this week's lesser known, um, I guess in celebration of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze coming to the Switch, um, is Diddy Kong Racing for the N64. Um, some people would say it's the premier racing game on the N64. <laughs> but not, not, not me, but others would. I don't know if you would either, Dakota. I mean... Hmm. I'm on the fence. Yes and no. Not the cart aspect of it, but because it has the plane and the hovercraft, that yes. So it's there's more to do. It's more variety. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Mario Kart definitely like made the karting like that was the best on that console, but the the flying aspect of it i feel like don't get me wrong mario kart on the 64 is better than diddy kong racing however diddy kong racing was very 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 good it was just an oddity everything it was so different yeah and they tried different stuff i I think at that point you know you had crash team racing as well that tried to make it um wasn't it pretty in-depth single player or, you know, relatively? It is, but like single player. 
I mean, the story's really non-existent in my opinion. But you, I think you had to like unlock stuff and like you kind of like boss races or something like that. Yeah, there's like three boss races. Like there's three bosses and you race them three times. So like you'll race the 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 Triceratops three times. And then you'll race um which they're not they're not in, like you don't race that one three times. I feel like there's it's three. I feel like it's the Triceratops like the Triceratops, the octopus and I want to say the pig which is the main bad guy. Oh, and then you also have the um the uh elephant on a carpet, magic carpet. Oh yeah. So the, okay, so maybe there's four, but my point is like you do like the triceratops, the octopus, the pig, and then the elephant, and then you'll do go back and you'll do the triceratops again on a har- harder difficulty, and so on and so forth. So like, basically, by the time you're done, you've raised like twelve boss races, and they're notoriously hard. Like later on, they're notoriously hard, and then you have to get the golden the golden balloons. They use balloons instead of boxes. Like during the race, Mario Kart used boxes, like items. yeah, and then they used balloons and the other one, and the items are like really janky, <laughs> but whatever. Like I said, I thought that was awesome. I mean, I have it. My wife's been playing it recently, which is the reason why we thought about it. Um, but I mean, I loved racing the um, the plane. I thought the plane was awesome. The hovercraft I could deal without, but the plane was awesome. But yeah, good game, good game. Very cool, very cool. I never really played it, to be honest with you. You suck. I think I rented it once. I mean, you probably rented it and was like, this is not Mario's cart at all. Yeah, I don't really recall. I, that's what I did whenever I rented it. But yeah. And look at you now. I know. Now I bought it. <sighs> Moving on. All right. Time to park the bus. I guess it's time to get out. That's about all I got for this week. So this has been Kodak call. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash Z targeting, um, at, or on the podcast app on your iPhone or the Google play store on your Android phone. Um, you can follow myself at Luke doll 23, uh, Dakota's at Fox eight, nine, uh, Buck is at brow gaming and, uh, Martinez is at CrayZero on Twitter. Uh, Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Let us know what you think. We'll catch you next time.